I assure you that And we're back. This is the Common Chaos Podcast, your one-stop shop for that beautiful balance of chaos and order. And you know what? It is I, Brian Kern, the host of this show. And this is the podcast where we discuss the game of life, the good, the bad, and all the ugly in between. And the purpose of the podcast is to bring you that balanced perspective on everyday topics. Today, we're going to be discussing mental health. And before we get too deep into the weeds on mental health, I want to make the distinction that today's episode is going to primarily lean into mental wellness and mental health. Let's think our day-to-day mental well-being, right, in terms of whether or not we're happy, sad, motivated, uh, feeling good about ourselves, feeling good about our environment, feeling good about our day, or whether or not we're dealing with some hurdles. Do we hate our job? Are we met with maybe small bouts of depression? Do we maybe have, are we maybe feeling a little bit more anxious after being cooped up for close to two years or a little more? So maybe the daily habitual or behavioral things, that's the mental wellness side of things that we're going to be checking in with today. Whereas mental illness in terms of mental health is going to be your, you know, clinical things, your PTSD, your OCD, your full-on depression, your social anxiety disorders, your bipolar disorders, things that take, you know, clinical, clinical diagnosis, uh, but, you know, biological, chemical-related issues, things that can be, you know, addressed. Uh, obviously, I'm not a professional or an expert in those areas, and that those are discussions and topics worth having for sure, and I, I do plan on that. That's just not going to happen in this episode, and I wanted to make the distinction. I do understand that there is overlap, and sometimes mental health and mental illness, the terms themselves are interchangeable, and again, you know, there is a lot to be said for behavioral and habitual things that can help with things like depression and anxiety and so on and so forth, but obviously there's actual medicine and things that can be done. So, Yes, I just wanted to make that distinction and know which avenue we're going to be discussing and talking about as opposed to getting in the weeds on both. That being said, we are going to be talking about just like mental fortitude, basically what it is to feel good about yourself, feel good about your day, feel good about your surroundings, your environment, feel motivated, feel feel like you have a purpose. Um you know, because a lot of that leans into these emotional bouts that we may go through, whether or not we are sad, depressed, feeling a lack of motivation, feeling like we're alone, maybe, what have you. There's different things that we can do to definitely alter our thinking patterns and our behaviors and our moods. And there's obviously behavioral things, discipline, shit like that. And I think it's important to note a couple of those things. I've learned a lot in the last couple of weeks as I've been kind of dealing with my health and having a new lens on a lot of my, just a different lens entirely about my health and health in general. And yeah, I just want to continue that conversation. My previous episode, episode 97, the road to health is paved with good intentions, tackled a lot on internal health, specifically like the gut. I've been dealing with some some stomach stuff lately, some gastrointestinal stuff, and uh, it's just really opened my eyes to, I guess, getting older. I don't know. I'm 34. I feel really good physically. I feel like I'm in good shape. And again, that's 
I've always really focused on health, but I guess in different ways, right? Being in shape and being fit and maybe looking good or whatever certain body type I'm looking for or certain attributes I'm looking to build or what ha- whatever, you know, doesn't always mean that you're healthy, right? Because internal health and your brain, your internal organs, all that kind of stuff has to be on par as well. And you just hope that the physical activity and feeling good externally kind of relates to the internal health. And sometimes it does, but sometimes it doesn't, right? Diet's important. Obviously, we're learning a lot about how mood implicates, you know, or how there's implications on your mood because of your gut health and vice versa. And so there's just a lot to be said for our attitudes and our day-to-day habits and behaviors as it's geared towards mental health. Once again, thank you for listening to the podcast. I appreciate your support. You can continue to support the podcast by following us on social media at The Common Chaos on Instagram and Twitter. You can obviously follow my personal Facebook if you'd like. I'm Brian Kern. You can follow The Common Chaos Facebook if you'd like. You can check out all my social media links at commonchaos.net. The podcast, obviously, you can find that there. You can also listen to the podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes. Please continue to engage with the podcast, engage on my discussion topics I have on various social medias, give the podcast a like, a review, a share, a follow, or a subscribe, whatever you feel is necessary to show your appreciation for the show. But please continue to do so because you guys are what keeps this podcast going. Your continued support as well of my sponsors is what keeps the podcast going. My sponsors take great care of me, and they are one of the main reasons this podcast is able to stay afloat, and because you support my sponsors, you are directly supporting me, so I appreciate that as well. The first sponsor of the podcast is going to be Fightback CBD. You guys can head over to fightbackcbd.com and save 20% on anything and everything he has to offer. He has a wide variety of of CBD products from uh, oil tinctures to vapes to roll-on applicators to he from time to time will do like bath bombs he just released a fantastic the best BCAA formula I've ever had it's a two to one to one two to one to one with BCAAs electrolytes and CBD his CBD oil tinctures and his vapes include uh, Delta 8 and Delta 9 THC vari- uh, variants I guess and he also has 100% THC-free CBD products in the tinctures as well. I'm a huge fan of his 750 formula in the standard and the nighttime version. The nighttime version has melatonin and a little bit of hidden lavender in that. So it goes fairly smooth with like, you know, a nighttime tea or if you're just having some water and getting ready to hit the hay. Take a couple drops of that and you will it'll put your ass to sleep, man. It'll put your ass to sleep. It is so good. I love that product. I use his CBD almost every day. Uh, he has a extra strength version as well, which is, I believe, now f- uh, 1,500 milligrams per drop or 1,400 milligrams per drop. It was 1,200, but he upped the ante on that as well and got uh, up the ante on his extra strength formula. It's great. All his stuff is lab tested. He is very transparent in his ingredients and how he goes about creating his product. You can find out more on episode 59 of the podcast. His name is Justin McClenney. You can also head over to Fightback CBD's Instagram page, Facebook, check him out there. Portions of the proceeds for any purchase done through fightbackcbd.com 
go towards rehabilitation programs throughout the country. Justin himself is on the road of recovery and understands the importance of a support system being a main foundation for someone that is looking to battle their addiction issues. He talks about that ad nauseum as in our episode that we did together and he speaks about that publicly uh, very frequently and his goal is to help those on the road to sobriety and help the ones that uh, help those that truly need to turn their lives around turn their lives around and again i can't speak enough about support systems and how important they are i know that firsthand and it's just truly truly amazing what someone can do when they have just the proper people by them by their side cheering for them rooting them on and Justin understands what that looks like and knows how to facilitate those things. So if you know somebody that needs help in recovery or could get on that path, definitely check out Fightback CBD on Instagram. Reach out to Justin. He's always there to help. He has great resources. He's very well connected throughout the country. He is known worldwide. His product is sold worldwide. He sponsors athletes worldwide. He sponsors this podcast. You can save, again, 20% on all his products, and you can give back to a great cause by going to fightbackcbd.com using the promo code CHAOS and getting yourself some fucking products. The other sponsor of this podcast is going to be Phoenix Fit. You can head on over to phoenixfit.com, that's F-N-X-F-I-T.com, and save yourself 15% on any and all of their products. They have supplements, they have apparel, they have gym gear. They are one of the fastest rising gyms in America. They are 100% manufactured and produced in the good old U.S. of A., and they are one of the fastest growing supplement companies in the U.S. as well. They too sponsor ath- sponsor athletes from all around the world. And they sponsor this podcast. And again, you guys can save 15% on anything and everything through their website by using the promo code CHAOS, F-N-X. That's CHAOS, F-N-X at checkout. When you guys purchase your products through phoenixfit.com, for every item that is purchased, they donate a gallon of water to someone in need throughout the entire world, over 600 million people worldwide do not have access to clean drinking water or sanitation. And Phoenix Fit gives back a gallon per item. And so far they have donated over 621,000 gallons of water to people in need throughout the entire world. You too can give back by using the promo code chaos fnx at checkout save yourself 15 percent. give back to the community and get yourself some premium supplements and some premium gear i did want to give you guys a snippet of what is in their uh am protein so i talk about their pre-workout and their am pm proteins a lot their pm proteins have a formula that help you go to sleep it contains melatonin uh i believe it also has valerian root it's got couple other products in it i don't have that label in front of me but i do have the am protein only because i have i've had to give up coffee as we segue into the episode i've had to give up coffee and it's been a struggle and their am protein has uh they call it an am or a phoenix wake and thrive complex and it's got green coffee bean extract green tea extract guarana seed extract yerba mate extract uh, it's got thermo, thermo, uh, I'm sorry, I don't, I need glasses, clearly, theobromine, uh, it's got L-theanine, obviously I know what that is, and it's got uh, thiamine HCI in it, I don't know why that theobromine is so hard for me, um, <laughs> that's another thing I'm noticing, my eyes are just going to shit, but anyways, it also has a prebiotic and probiotic blend within the 
uh, protein powder itself, obviously. And again, I'm going to go through the actual micronutrients in there. They, it's got only two grams of carbs. It's got less than a gram of sugar. It has 22 grams of protein per scoop. It has two grams of fat. Yeah. It's a great fucking formula. Uh, this one is the cinnamon roll. I just ran out and they're sending me uh, orange dreamsicle. And I'm super excited about that. And my favorite is the blueberry muffin. I've talked about that like crazy. And then right now they have like a chocolate caramel mocha PM protein one, which is really, really good. And their PM protein only has 12 grams of protein per scoop. So you're not getting a bunch of protein before you go to bed. Someone uh, tagged me in a post that I did with them and said something about that or asked. And yeah, so it's only 12 grams of uh, protein in the PM version, the one that you take before you go to bed. Um, what else? So yeah, I'm not doing coffee. My previous episode was on gut health and I'm kind of trying to segue into mental health. So for, to, I guess, bring up to speed, I've, uh, saw a gastroenterologist and I, today, which is August 10th, shout out to Brent Nixon, by the way, real quick, happy birthday to you, my, my brother, my friend, a beautiful, beautiful human being. He is the gentleman that married, uh, my wife and I, and he's just, yeah one of my best friends i've known him since i was like 12 13 years old shout out to brent's birthday today i love you buddy he'll come up again in this episode for sure but yes today i had a an an endoscopy or endoscopy however you want to pronounce it uh an upper endoscopy to basically put a camera down in my like stomach and see what's up because i've had just these bouts of like vomiting and just general irritation gastritis is what they originally diagnosed me with and i went down this rabbit hole of well hey gastritis gastritis is just a symptom it's just inflammation of your gastro tract what is causing it there's got to be an underlying cause and i went into this whole process of like asking questions and really trying to get to the bottom of your health and understanding your body at just a level that allows you to build upon a foundation of like hey you're gonna take care of it and you're gonna rehabilitate your body or nurture your body back to maximum health you know as best you can without needing to you know just give yourself massive amounts of medicine or put band-aids on issues that could be you know overall just taken care of and gotten rid of right and of course I went down a rabbit hole of well what do I have and what's wrong and that is what led me to want to do a mental health episode just because we can definitely get caught up in different lanes, so to speak, than the ones that we're familiar with or the ones that we're comfortable with, especially when it can come down to something serious like a health scare or, you know, a life event, something crazy that happens out of the norm, right? We all got to be able to adapt and overcome and be able to comfortably get through situations as best we can when we're dealt them and if we're just not able to handle ourselves mentally and we're not able to handle situations then where does that lead our actions to right and so i'm going down all these rabbit holes trying to figure out where my health is and what's going on and yeah it just led me to being serious about it so i booked a bunch of appointments and got in as quick as i can had a couple different opinions and yeah they were just like hey we're gonna give you an endoscopy and see what's up and so yeah that's where i'm at getting answers not completely out of the weeds so to speak but definitely getting answers feeling better about it as we go along and yeah 
so with that being said, I've obviously had to, I've just had time to like reflect and go through the mental hurdles of, you know, why am I dealing with this and what can I do to correct it? And obviously I've focused on maybe the wrong aspects of health or different aspects of health than I should have, but I definitely know that my diets had to change and had to definitely start paying real close attention to what I'm putting into my body. And you know, I'm not a fucking crazy, like I'm not addicted to junk food by any means. Um, you know, but I eat like, you know, and I, I probably eat bigger portions than I really need to all the time. You know, I work out a lot, so I use that as an excuse. And, you know, there are times where I am really strict. You know, there are times where I am canning, counting calories and there are times where I am watching my, watching what nutrients and micros and macros I'm getting and, you know, I'm weighing my food out from time to time and to kind of asterisk a topic that we're going to be touching on a little bit later in this episode, you know, Becca, that's one of the things she's done tremendously over the last couple of months is just really had her diet in check and it's making me realize like, man, I probably should do this just every day more often. I should just have a daily conscious effort towards my diet and what I'm putting into my body. And where does, where do those habits come from? Where do those actions come from? And obviously it's, comes from me and just what I got to do to motivate myself and drive myself to do that. Um, But at the same time, you know, it's you, I can't just change my life. Like, I've gone through quite a few changes over the last couple of years, and I understand that certain changes take certain tolls, and, you know, I definitely need better diet habits. I bef- definitely need better, probably, mental habits in terms of, I guess, uh, my attitude towards things or my perspective towards things, uh... You know, I feel pretty disciplined. I feel pretty keen on what's going on with like my body and and I think that's why I'm maybe hitting this mental block of man, what's why am I being so hard on myself because I I try to listen to it and I try to be pretty in tune with how I'm feeling and uh what else you know. When I'm not feeling good, I know, right? And I've over the last just couple of months, I've had COVID, I've had food poisoning, I've now got this issue and so I'm just going through this class case of emotions and I'm trying not to lose my shit and so just digging and trying to find good resources and a really good good one that I found one that I highly recommend is the the Huberman lab that I've been talking about Andrew Huberman he's a biologist I think out of Stanford he has a podcast called the Huberman lab h-u-e-b-e-r-m-a-n in episode 80 entitled how to optimize and control brain chemistry and how it's related to mood really goes in depth behaviorally about what we can do to enhance our mood our brain chemistry certain things like getting sun exposure and cold exposure real early in the morning because that kicks up certain things like or certain things like dopamine and gets your hormones pumping throughout your brain and gets certain parts of your body activated and moving when you should consume things like caffeine, your first meal of the day, fasting periods. He goes in depth on different habitual things that you can do to trick or hack your body into changing its mood 
naturally. Uh, a great example he talks about is sun exposure early in the morning, making sure that you get sun exposure through the eyes. So you go out early in the morning. You want to do it within the first hour of waking up. Just sends your fucking endorphins through the roof. One that I can relate to personally is cold exposure. Uh, this summer, I introduced myself to cold plunges or cold baths, uh, and it is definitely a mental struggle for sure, but once you're in it and you get through it, you feel fucking fantastic. You feel great, and I'm a sucker for saunas and heat exposure and just the whole idea of hot and cold exposure in general for longevity, and so that's another behavioral thing, right? Well, not everybody has access to like a nice bath. Not everybody has access to cold plunge shit or has the time to fill a bath with ice and get all that figured out. But he goes, he breaks it down as simply as just getting up and taking a cold shower in the morning and having that be eventually become a routine. If you do it enough, that's eventually going to be what you do every morning. And that's a healthy habit rather than sleeping in and feeling shitty about not getting an early start on your day. He also talks about people that do want to actively change their sleeping habits for the sake of mood, right? obviously it's important to get your eight hours of sleep or I think it's six to eight on average, right? Seven hours of sleep a night really gives you a chance to recharge your brain. There's a huge amount of evidence that points to lack of sleep and uh, degeneration within the brain at later stages of life. So that can lead to like dementia and Alzheimer's. I referenced a 2015 Time Magazine, The Body Issue, uh, on last episode, I'll reference it again because it underscores how inflammation within the body itself leads to inflammation and plaque buildup in the brain, and that inflammation directly relates to the death of, or I guess the death of neurons or cells in the brain, basically increases white matter in the brain, which allows for the onset of dementia and these other uh, neurological uh, cognitive disorders as we get older. And so it's very clear that what we put into our body and the way that we treat our body in terms of getting it its proper rest, getting it its relaxation, its proper, uh, its proper doses of hormones and nutrients and vitamins that we need, right? Given it, given the diet, the substances and things that we're putting into it, or given the shit that we can do on a daily basis, like getting sun exposure, getting cold exposure in the sense that we're waking our body up at different temperatures, putting it through a little bit of a struggle first thing in the morning. Uh, that has shown to obviously build on cognitive abilities such as like alertness and uh, I think like creativity. And so his podcast goes into a lot of those details and really talks about how just habitual things that we can do can alter our mood in huge ways. Back to the sleeping point that he was talking about, for those that really want to change their sleep, waking up and going to bed two hours earlier is like the method, apparently, to just hijack your system. And I've noticed now that I've started my new job that I am waking up on a routine, like on a time frame almost daily, you know, day off or not. You know, there's no sleeping in. I'm up pretty much moving, which I enjoy, which I like. What I want to start doing is getting my body moving first thing in the morning. Um, I'm going to talk about your environment here in a second and how it relates to mental health. But something that I've done recently is I've got my jujitsu mats and stuff set up back in my house. And because I'm not necessarily 
going out and rolling a bunch because my body is just fucked up right now. Uh, I'm still doing drills and stuff at home. I'm still able to work out my like shoulder and go through my rotator cuff stuff and like get just get back in the mindset of doing some jujitsu. And that's been great. Now I want to turn that on and be able to do it early in the morning, first thing in the morning. So when I do get back to the gym, I'm doing the morning classes and I just fall right back into it. So in order to do that, I got to fall asleep two hours earlier than usual. And that's been a tough one for me. Um, Just given how my days plan out, I generally don't get home till about 730 at night. You know, I'm either cooking dinner or helping cook dinner or figuring that out, right? Getting a workout in. Maybe I'm doing a podcast. Maybe I'm doing some other work for some other things. And so as we segue to from what we put into our body and little habitual things that we can do to maybe increase hormones, dopamines, dopamine levels, serotonin levels, all that good chemicals that we want in our brain, the things that facilitate sleep and alertness and active activeness and, uh, you know, the things that get us through our days on the good and bad emotions, but the things that allow us to regulate those moods and those emotions, we can give ourselves doses of that naturally uh, and also by the things that we absorb, right? The substances we put into it, obviously, diet-related things. But we can also create habits around our environment that allow us to increase our mood as well. Sure, everybody knows about decluttering the mind, Right? If you've got just an area that's junk or if you've got an area that just is not vibing with you or doesn't feel like it makes you comfortable, it doesn't make you feel like you're at home, what is the best thing you can do to kind of just take all that shit and knock it off the desk, so to speak? Well, you fucking got to declutter. You got to clean. You got to make sure that your immediate environment or your immediate space where you can at least go and feel comfortable feels like a space that you can relax and eat. And when things can be cluttered, they can be overwhelming. We can feel like our emotions and the feelings that we're wearing are now being represented by the clutter and the physical junk that's around us all the time. Or maybe we're in a bad relationship and that's the environment that we're in. You can look at your environment through several different lenses. The point is your environment has to be one that is healthy to you and your brain and your body And figuring that out can be tough, right? Maybe we are in a weird relationship or we're not able to live on our own and we have to share a space. Um, I think it's worth saying that, hey, there's a lot to be said for just spending time with ourselves, whether that is at a a house, at a home, something we want to consider a home, in our car, on a walk. There's something to be said for us having peace of mind and a little bit of time just for ourselves to decompress and to have time to breathe and think without being bombarded, you know, and that means putting the phone away. That means disconnecting probably. And that's important. And so in order to find that, you know, sometimes you have to search and dig for that. And I'm a huge component or a proponent, sorry. And this is a big component. Just kidding. But I'm a huge proponent of your environment being a huge factor in how your mental fortitude or your mental well-being is and the biggest example i have and again guys i'm not trying to come off as guys and gals i hope i never come off as like arrogant or all-knowing or anything other than just wanting to 
share my experiences like hopelessly, you know, I just, I feel that I've lived a pretty crazy life in terms of my experiences and I'm 35 and I've seen a lot. I've felt a lot. I've experienced a lot and I've shared a lot. And I just, I know that there's certain things that I can put into perspective that can hopefully help, help people. And I know, I know that the environment that we put ourselves in is one of the most important factors of our health. A prime example for me is work environment. I was with a company for 10 years from the age of 23 to 34. I was with this company, T-Mobile. Shout out. I love T-Mobile. It was great. It was a great company to work for. And it taught me a lot. It taught me a lot about myself, a lot about, um, you know, communication. Like I have big plans. I have big plans to, you know, do this communication consulting and really help uh, you know, both the professional world and the personal world. I want to help people in their personal lives, but I also have big business aspirations. And this this whole dynamic of like consulting, honestly, you know, T-Mobile plays a huge factor into that. And one of the huge, huge, hugest, like the one of the biggest eye-opening experiences I've ever felt in my entire life is just being able to up and walk away from that job. And not in the fashion where like, I quit and Drew's dramatic. Like, no, I I did it fucking good. But I was able to just make my own choice. I was able to get up and go, you know what? I don't want to fucking do this anymore. I have another opportunity. It's a fucking risk. It's a big deal. But I've come to terms with where I'm at and where I want to go. And it I couldn't help but feel like, you know, in per in hindsight, you know that environment that I was in shaped a lot of who I've become in the sense that I take away from that so much, you know? It's not that I it changed my life drastically. It afforded me a lot of things in my life. It afforded me the ability to move. And, you know, obviously I got it thrown into the business world uh, because of this company and had a ton of great opportunities. But at the same time, I surrounded myself with an environment that I don't necessarily know I wanted 10 years ago, right? I just took it because it was a job. But now in retrospect, looking back on it, it helped shape who I am as a person. And to the flip side, a bad environment can do that. And there were times where it was a bad environment. There were times where I was battling depression maybe, or like I was fucking really down and out, or I was questioning my life, or I was in some dark points because of T-Mobile, for sure, 100%. But there were so many more peaks than there were valleys along that ride. And to be able to sit back and go, it's time, I gotta go. This environment isn't fruitful for me anymore. This environment isn't, relationships. I have that experience in relationships as I'm sure a lot of you do as well. When have you ever had to step away from a relationship because it just wasn't fruitful for you? Whether it be a romantic one or a personal one, an interpersonal relationship with a friend or a colleague or a business partner and you had to step away from that because for whatever reason, it just wasn't paying off. It wasn't good for you. And I do want to tackle for a second the idea of being selfish and mental wellness or mental well-being being some sort of selfish action that we take. We learn more and more about ourselves as people and as human beings as we progress as a society and a culture, okay? We can still be tough like the generations of the 50s and the 60s and, you know, the 40s and those generations that think that us, 
you know, millennials and the Gen Zs and the whatever generations are coming up are soft. We can still experience those hard times just as easy as those generations experience the hard times. But with the knowledge that we're gaining through science and advancements and what have you, we learn more about ourselves. And there's an attention, there's a devoted attention to mental health, well being, mental wellness, mental illness. There's a greater attention on it now than there ever has been. You know, they from the intervention of psychedelics being used to help with PTSD and trauma victims to basic, you know, communication practices to help with relationships and, you know, therapists to help with personal issues and there's life coaches and what have you. There's so many different options that are leaning into the mental health side of things. And as we learn more about attitudes, moods, our brain chemistry, our body chemistry, how they interact with one another, how the brain-body connection is very real, and how just we can overall do better by ourselves. It's not a selfish thing. It's for the betterment of ourselves, first and foremost, and then the betterment of our friends and family and those, our loved ones, you know? We all know someone that could get be in better health. We know we can be in better health in a lot of situations, and I just think it's really important that uh, people focus on that. I didn't want to go too much on a tangent of, you know, laying the law down like I gotta from time to time, but, you know, hey, uh, I didn't want to necessarily mention this in this episode, but over the last two or three weeks, I've two people I've known personally have ended their lives because of mental health, you know? That's normal. That's normalized nowadays, and that's not right. You know, and I'm an advocate for assisted suicide. I'm an advocate for end of life, you know, scenarios where someone has the control and the autonomy to like do what they want with their lives. But I don't think that should be a way out when people maybe just need to talk about their feelings. You know, I don't think that taking your own life is the easy way out when maybe you're dealing with some hard times and some some pitfalls. But in reality, like if you're capable, you're capable. You know, and I know both of those individuals were surrounded by people that would have helped if they could have, if they had the, the signs, the time, the opportunity, you know, and we never truly know why people do it when they ultimately do it. But how many people have, have, has it pre- have been prevented of doing it? How many people have been stopped because someone listened and someone took the time to just hear them out and provide some advice or maybe a different perspective? Or maybe some sort of insight on something. Or just to listen. Maybe people need a fucking hug. You know? And that's one thing. Like, I'm a huge UFC fan. A huge MMA fan. I'm a fucking fan of it because of how empowering it is. And how it, you know, it allows people to just embrace themselves and who they are. And then when you can start doing that, it allows you to do that with other people. And allows you just to become a fucking better person entirely. One of the stars of the UFC, Patty Pimblett, recently made an announcement after a fight about mental health and how as a man uh, in today's society you should be more comfortable with talking about your feelings and, and your mental state and what you can do and I absolutely agree to that you know there's too much crazy shit going on but the fact of the matter is it's real we can't just ignore it we can't ignore these things and the attention on mental health is not a selfish action it is an action that sh- everybody should do everybody should take advantage of you know, 
And that doesn't mean you got to fucking go on a mental health break for three months and sit at home in your bed and not do anything with your life, you know, just because you don't want to be at work. That means that you actually take the time and the effort to figure out what you want in your life. You know, it's pretty simple if we just try and, and, and put these actionable items in front of us and then accomplish them. Um, and, you know, I, I don't think I would have said that 10 years ago, to be honest. I don't think a 25-year-old Brian would have been that motivated to say some shit like that or follow through on some shit like that, you know? Uh, and was I making my environment how I wanted to back then? Fuck yeah, I was, you know? At 25, I was doing what I wanted. But at the same time, was it fruitful for me? I don't know. I was living for different values and I was a different person at 25. And all I can say is some of the shit I probably did at 25 plays into the person that I have become today, you know, and you know what, I'm fucking getting old, and I got some, you know, I'm trying to make sure that I'm in tip-top shape, and uh, yeah, my perspective towards those things now is just, it's crazy, man, you know, I didn't, for everything, from suicide to the fact that we need to feel motivated to get up and go to work, you know, people have been through a lot over the last couple of years, and I know that the mental fortitude aspect of people's lives is probably taking a hit or two. And, you know, what can we do to fucking fight back? What can we do to give 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 a couple back? You know, I think small victories is a way that we can start, making sure that we are getting something out of our lives that we really want. What do you, what do you, you know, so... I'm going to kind of segue back into the consulting side of things, but as I, as I'm going through this journey, uh, you know, communication has helped me tremendously. And as I learn more about, uh, emotions and just the dynamics of people in general in relationships, you know, people have to realize there has to be an understanding that cooperates or interacts with other people you know and what have we been forced to do over the last couple of years isolate ourselves people are feeling more anxiety now than ever and that's to go out to be around people to attend events you know and there's there's fears there and those fears trickle over into other smaller events that happen you know relationship issues trouble at work um financial issues what have you and so the fact that we're not paying attention attention to that main component, the mental health aspect of our lives, when that's the driving force of a lot of our decision making, it's the driving force of a lot of our attitudes and a lot of our a lot of our again, it's the driving force of our lives, our mental well being. You know, if I could sum it up any better, I would, but fuck, there's it it needs the most attention. Um to the consulting side again it's it's there's a need to a tool that works a tool that really really works and this is i guess on the the psychology side of things is you know we all want to we all when we're dealt with tough situations or traumatic situations we normally go into you know your fight or flight there's also fawn i've learned um you know but there's few responses that we go into when there's uh, craziness going on or chaos going on in our lives, right? And we have to be able to just respond accordingly. 
And that isn't always necessarily a physical threat, like someone is after you. It can be the threat of you just got fired, and maybe you weren't prepared to get fired, and now you don't know what you're going to do financially. Now you don't know where you're going to be living in a month because you have bills to pay, rent to pay, maybe kids to feed, things like that, right? And so there's just a little like mental trick that you can do to like walk people off of ledges, and it's to, you know, check off the hierarchy of needs in the immediate situation, right? And this is for non-physical situations. So physical or for situations where you're not in a physical threat, not someone's not coming after you, right? Let's say you got fired, okay? For a lot of people, getting fired is a really, really tough situation, especially people that live paycheck to paycheck, right? In certain situations, if you do get fired, you may not have the same residence, the same home after a certain amount of time because you could lose, you know, you may not be able to pay rent, what have you. But I think that there is obviously p- things in place to extend those times, right? So just for example, getting fired and how we would apply this little technique. Um, let's say you get fired and you don't know where your next check's going to come from. And you're, you know panicking you immediately go into panic mode you're breaking down you're crying paralysis by analysis you're thinking of all the things that could go wrong and you're losing your shit you want to go through your hierarchy of needs and you want to make sure that all of those are taken care of in the immediate present in the current okay so hierarchy of needs for those that don't know go look them up but it's basic things shelter you know the important things are shelter food water uh food you know source of energy place to sleep, a place to feel safe, security, all that kind of shit. And then the next level is going to be emotional needs, you know, community, love, compassion, gratitude, all these other things you need from your environment, so on and so forth, right? And so it's real easy to just hit those check boxes of, am I safe in the immediate moment? Am I in any type of physical threat? No. Okay, cool. Do I for now in the immediate future, right, the next week, couple of days, what have you, have the ability to have a roof over my head and have that shelter, yes? Do you have some sort of support system in place where you could reach out to, hopefully a family member, a friend, someone that you can rely on in a time of need, right? Do you have that? Make sure you're hitting these boxes. As long as you can check some of these boxes, now keep in mind, you're not going to have you're not going to be fully comfortable in that situation, that's why you're panicking, right? But as long as you can deduce that you're safe, you have shelter, you have resources for food, water, energy, and your immediate well-being over the next day or two, week, is good, then you can step back off that ledge. My friend, I've been wondering. Just kidding, I'm not going to start singing. Third Eye Blind, though, shout out. Um, But if you're on that ledge about to jump because this horrible thing happened and you're panicking and you don't know where to go next, as long as you can check most of those boxes you are safe you do have resources food energy you have a roof over your head for the immediate foreseeable future the again the three-day time frame the week time frame whatever that's something you have to figure out in the moment but you should be able to rely on that thinking skill and go okay yes i'm good for a week i can figure it out then you can step back from the ledge and then you can start to plan your whatever your game plan your plan of action you can start putting place pieces in place to figure out the situation that you just got dealt. An example that I had with the, I guess, the health scare is, hey, go to my resources. Like, obviously, I wasn't dying in the moment. I didn't need to go to, like, the emergency room, right? I was obviously feeling some stuff, but I'm a hypochondriac. I think everything's wrong with me, and I hate going to the hospital. I hate the fucking dentist. Those are two huge fears of my life that I, those 
up until the last five years have I really started taking my health seriously have I really started being comfortable going to these places and getting my shit done and that's been a challenge for me for sure that's been a real big one and so when this comes up and I'm looking at my health going hey, man I don't know what's going on and I'm scared for a second you know I hit some mental blocks got scared went down some rabbit holes panicked um you know and I had to walk myself back off that ledge. And again, I think it's important to note that as we get better at this, you know, it's this isn't a count to 10 method. Count to 10 doesn't do anything other than like give you something to focus on. You know, when we're dealt traumatic situations or we're, we're put in situations that create a little bit of chaos, what do we want? We want order. We want to be able to fix the situation. We want to be able to problem solve. We can't do that when we're flustered. We can't do that when we have mental anguish or mental hurdles in our way. You know, the same can be said for if we think that we're just in a bad spot in life. You know, we don't necessarily need to be in a do or die situation in the moment. We don't have to be getting a pink slip. We don't have to be, uh, you know, the house doesn't have to be burning down right now, right? We can maybe just not be happy with our job. Well, hey, that that brings up a lot of worries. Hey, where can I go where I'm going to make the same amount of money? Where can I go where I'm going to get benefits? Where can I go where I'm going to feel secure? Where can I go where I'm going to get that constant paycheck? All these questions come up. Okay, well, instead of panicking and getting the paralysis by analysis and not doing anything because you're too afraid to think of the solutions or come up with a solution yourself or think of the outcomes or the results that haven't happened yet, you don't do anything about it. And so, same thing applies. Okay, what are my skills? Do I have things that can be applied to another job? Yeah, most people do. Most people have some pretty decent soft skills and some pretty decent hard skills that can be applied to several different jobs or careers. So, think about that. Okay, do I have time to look for another job? Some people do, some people don't in terms of, you know, their living circumstances. And, but hey, if your job's that bad, you gotta make time. Okay, cool. Where do you want to work? You know, you learn a lot about the places, you learn a lot about what you want to do and what you don't want to do as you get older and you have different experiences. Case in point, I'll hard pressed to find me in retail. You'd be, you're going to have to work real hard to find me in retail again. Um, you know, but, or sales, really. I mean, technically I still am to a degree, but slowly transitioning, hopefully. I guess, I, mean, I honestly believe any business is a business of sales to some degree, but that's another it's a business topic, I guess. Um, but yeah, you know, we've got to be able to step back from the ledge, plan, coordinate, follow through on the plan. You know, how much of our mental hurdles or our uh, mental obstacles do we face because of our own demise, because of our own laziness, because of our own lack of discipline, because of our own lack of accountability? self-accountability or by others, you know? <clears throat> I can't talk enough about decluttering the fucking brain. <laughs> like, to clean your fucking house. You know, I, Jordan Peterson, love him or hate him, I'm not here to discuss anything about him other than his 12 rules of life. Fuck. Please, read it, listen to it, do whatever. Because it's just a guidebook of how to fucking take care of yourself as a goddamn individual. As a goddamn individual, it's just about taking care of yourself, basic needs, basic functions, 
how to walk tall and how to be proud of yourself and how to have a little bit of fucking pride in what you do in your work. And the best thing he fucking says is make your bed, you know, making your bed every fucking morning, you know, taking a shower, cold shower every fucking morning, waking yourself up, making sure you do those things to wake your brain up, wake your body up. And then eventually you're going to start feeling better in the morning. And then eventually you're going to start feeling motivated and you're going to fuck your whole perception is going to change. You know, clean your fucking house. We are in the middle of a journey to clean our fucking house right now. Uh, just because there's, you know, transitions happening and shit. Shout out to Flava Dave, my brother-in-law who makes some of the best beer in the entire world. Check him out at Starbase, which is a brewery here in Austin, Texas. They're going to be the first beer on the moon. Shout out to Starbase Brewery. But shout out to Flava Dave. He just got his own apartment, killing it in this game, right? Definitely a dude that has fucking lived his life and had the obstacles or two in his way, but is fucking killing the game right now, and has his own place, so now me and Becca are like, fuck, we got our own place now, what are we gonna do, and we're getting rid of shit, we're decluttering, like I mentioned, I got my fucking mats back up, we got our office set up, you know, we have taken time to make our personal spaces for the sake of us having, like, freedom, and, and the ability to just disconnect and get away, and that is something that I've, I've always... I think had in the back of my mind and I go back to when I did live in a house and this is for those of you that think that you know because you have roommates or you're living with other people you can't make it work I was living in a house with four other people and I've also been in other situations where I've lived with a significant other and my parents and a significant other's parents and so I've 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 been through it and I understand the importance of having your own space and trying not to walk on other people's you know not step on other people's toes and you're walking on eggshells around people because different attitudes and moods about stuff and i understand it's hard it's still fucking possible go on a fucking walk go on a run take 30 minutes to yourself out of the house away from people thinking going through your day going through your your life whatever it needs to be whatever it is that is stealing your attention in the moment that is also causing you to be distracted from your happiness Go walk it off for 30 minutes. Go on a run. Go do some shit. Join a fucking club. Do something. Mental health is important. I'm sick of it being considered a selfish thing. Um, I'm sick of people taking their fucking lives. Like, come on. Mental health is fucking important. We need to start paying attention to it. I went on a tangent, and really, that's all I got to say. So I think I'm done. I think I've said it. I gave you the Huberman Lab episode, episode 80. I'm going to read that off again for you guys, just so you know how to optimize and control your brain chem- your brain chemistry and how it's related to your mood. Again, he goes through diet-related things and how you can take, uh, whether it's supplements or food, to get your nutrients that you need and boost certain uh, chemicals in your brain and certain uh, different bodily functions that will increase things like dopamine and serotonin and all the good moods, all the good hormones. He also talks about habitual things that you can do Uh, For example, cold exposure in the morning, taking a shower, getting sun exposure right after you wake up, not drinking caffeine after three o'clock, learning specific fast periods, learning your own diet and your own micro, your gut microbiome so you understand how your body reacts to foods and you're making sure that you're getting the right foods for your body. He goes through a whole plethora of things that essentially hack you into controlling your brain chemistry and your mood and overall helping your mental well-being. All right. We also went through some personal experiences of my own where I've had to come over, overcome some mental health hurdles or some mental wellness hurdles. And I learned that consistency pays off. I've learned that 
putting yourself under some pressure. And what I mean by that is holding yourself accountable, you know, setting up some, maybe some risks or some challenges for yourself, i.e. taking a cold plunge, waking up early in the morning and making your fucking bed, cleaning your house, uh, cutting out certain toxic attributes in your life, be it food, substances, people. Um, again, I'm huge on decluttering, cleaning your fucking house. Let me repeat that. And again, I think that we need to pay attention to this as best we can. That's, you know, we didn't even go down the rabbit hole of like psychedelics and how great those are for mental health, fitness, and how great that is for mental health. You know, I'm just trying to make sure I'm going into the mental health thing because I'm trying to get my health, my gut in order. And I'm learning about my stomach and what I put in my, in my body and how it relates to other aspects of my body. And it's, it's just making sense. And that's the correlation I wanted to make between the internal and external health, man. It's all connected and it's just, it's hand in hand. But yeah, there's so much more we can talk about. I do plan on talking about mental health. Again, it's a topic I probably want to have a guest on for just to really get in the weeds. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Give it a like, share, follow, subscribe, a review. Reviews are awesome. Sign up for my email list. If I have shirts left, you'll get one. I do have some left. I don't know what sizes and stuff, but you guys know where to get them. I'm nearing 100 episodes. Once I hit 100 episodes, I'm going to start doing live streams and I'm going to start posting more video related content, additional content, if you will, some fight stuff. Um, And then again, I've got some consulting stuff I'm working on that will eventually, I think, have a crossover. But yes, I'm about to hit 100 episodes. This is episode 98. Uh, I really want to get to 100 subscribers on YouTube. So please, if you can, share this and tell your friends and your loved ones and whoever's on your Facebook fam and whoever's on your Instagram to follow us on YouTube. I I know I only have seven videos up there, but I promise I'm going to be dropping more videos because I'm going to be doing weekly live streams starting at 100 episodes or once I hit 100 episodes. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And I know you guys are really going to enjoy it, but I, I, I need to get 100 subscribers on YouTube just so I'm not debuting it to a lull audience. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for all your support. CommonChaos.net for all your needs of Brian of Death on Instagram and Twitter. The Common Chaos on Instagram and Twitter. FightbackCBD.com. PhoenixFit.com. Promo codes are on the social medias. And yeah, I love you all so much. Thank you. Bye-bye.